I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, episode number one. Ready, set, glow. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. everyone. Welcome to this podcast episode. I am so excited to be here today. It's my first podcast and I look forward to many more with you. This has been quite a journey getting to this point. I decided I wanted to do podcasts. It's been a couple months ago and as I've gotten closer to this point, there's just been a lot of steps involved and I'm just excited now to be sitting here ready to go. And so I hope you are too. And first, I just kind of want to introduce myself. My name is Jennifer Nielsen and my business is Let It Glow. And I've been doing this work for a couple of years, but I've just really lately just been taking the time and just putting more energy into growing what I'm doing. And hopefully my goal and my desire is to be able to reach more people with the vision that I have of just spreading light and love. So I was born and raised in Arizona. I'm a native and I have five kiddos and as newly married son, who now I have a daughter-in-law. So I keep pretty busy with that. But going back, I've always been interested in this kind of line of work. Before I went to college, I was really interested in doing psychology. And I ended up getting a degree in elementary education. My dad thought that was a great idea and kind of encouraged me. I had a few aunts that were teachers, and it just kind of made sense because then I could be on the same schedule as my children and whatnot. But now that I know myself a little bit better, I know that was not the best fit. I'm definitely a free spirit, and I like to have some flexibility. And I really do love people, and I love to be able to engage with adults and have really meaningful conversation. And of course, children, it's harder to have those deeper conversations. Of course, they're people too, but it's just, you know, I I really enjoy just kind of understanding what makes people tick. And that's really what's kind of drawn me into what I'm doing today. But really the process where it began to evolve is it was when I began to evolve, when I began to really start doing my work. And that's been probably about 12 years ago. Things just weren't working out in my life. I was just really struggling. My marriage, there was just a lot of tension. It just wasn't what I wanted it to be. And naturally what we do when things aren't working Human nature is to look outward. Well, if my husband were different, if our finances were different, if this were different, if that were different, if I live somewhere else, whatever it is, we always seem to go outward. We project outward to what's not working. And it's when I ended up, I had definitely counselor hopped throughout my life. In fact, I was actually in therapy within the year of our marriage. Now, mind you, I got married at 18, so that (laughs) might explain why I needed to be in therapy. (laughs) Who knows what they're doing at 18 years old, right? I was a week and a half away from my my 19th birthday. Little disclaimer, but nonetheless, I was 18. And so I just didn't really know who I was yet at that point. And so, you know, I had been in and out of different types of therapy. I think, I don't even know how many, probably 15 throughout my life I've tried and done a lot of different types of work and modalities and I ended up with this one person in particular that did a little more of the holistic approach, energy healing type work. And it was really the first time 
that someone pointed out to me that what wasn't working in my marriage, that I had a role in that, that I had accountability in that, and that I had been playing the victim. And it literally just stopped me in my tracks because I had a whole story built up as to why things weren't working. And if he would just do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, (laughs) and on and on and on, that somehow I would be happier. I literally did not get it. And it took a lot of work and a lot of reshifting and a lot of digging to understand that what wasn't working was internal, was things that I needed to work on, and that there was trauma in my history that I had sort of been aware of but not fully clear about that really kind of erupted around that time. So this was in about my mid-30s. And it was a really, really tough time. I just, it just kind of, my world began to crumble. And I um, had always just been such a perfectionist, very high functioning, on top of things. That was kind of what I was known for, happy, productive. And it just, that, that person who I'd created, who really wasn't the real me, started to crumble. And it was at that time that I realized that I needed to do something different, And um, again, it was just that first moment, that epiphany that came to me when I was sitting in that chair, and it hit me that I was contributing to what wasn't working in my life. I know this isn't rocket science, but for me at that point in my life, it really, truly was. And to even take it a step further, when my counselor told me that I had anger issues, I was like, what are you talking about? And I, (laughs) I wanted to punch him because literally I didn't view it as my anger or my issues. I looked at it as I was being provoked. And because my husband was responding a certain way, that was why I responded the way that I did in anger and anxiety and shutting down in a lot of the behaviors that I had reverted to. And so it's really in my unbecoming of who I was that I was able to figure out who I wanted to become. And that's a really powerful, exciting place to be. You know, I just kind of think about, that was a time in my life where I really felt like I was drowning. And as things progressed, and as I got deeper into my therapy and doing work, it it just got to the point where I just didn't know if I was going to be able to come out of this. A lot of the childhood trauma that I had talked about, the sexual abuse that um, had taken place when I was little, it just had, had... just cast this shadow on my life, and it had just kind of created this person that I'd become in the sense that all these coping skills that I'd used to deal with that, I was still using as an adult. And while they might work to help protect us as little ones, to help us get through those times, they're they're not effective as adults. So, you know, I got to that point where I really felt like I was drowning. And it took a long time and a lot of work to get past that point to then where I felt like I was treading water. Now, that's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit here is a lot of us right now are treading water, and that's better than drowning, right? But when we look at treading water, is that the place we want to stay? There's no growth. There's no excitement. There's no progression in treading water. And I think often we settle for that because we look back and think, well, at least I'm not drowning. At least I'm not there. It could be worse. But let me tell you something. It could be better and it can be better. And that's what I'm here to help you discover is that you can get out of that water and you can run and you can be free and you can have the ability to design your best life. You can choose that. 
And that's what's so exciting to me is because I literally felt trapped for the first probably three and a half decades of my life, trapped in my thoughts, trapped in my marriage, trapped living in Gilbert, trapped in every area of my life when in reality, I always had the freedom to do something different, to either accept my situation or to change it. But to feel like that treading water is enough, there's so much more. And I work with clients all the time that are kind of in that place where they're just taking the breadcrumbs and they think that that's enough. And there's just so much more. I mean, let's have the whole loaf. Let's have butter. Let's like eat it up. Like life is to be enjoyed and to be fulfilled and to become the best versions of ourselves. You know, I often think of it as like a spectrum. And for me, if you look at it as like a one to a 10 and 10 is being high anxiety and stress and, and one is kind of being at peace. So often we're kind of at that place of like an eight or a nine. And at least for me, that's where I function. I mean, I had ulcers as a little girl. I was just that that type A perfectionist personality. My house was ridiculous when I got married. It was just like, I mean, nothing was out of place. I Nothing was under the beds. I would never leave the house with a dish in the sink. I mean, it was, I don't know how I did it. I wish my former self would come back and pay a visit because I'm having a hard time getting my laundry done now. But that's how I functioned was in that level of control, that high level of anxiety of just hardly being able to breathe all the time. And so as I was able to work and heal and find a different way of being, more at that level, maybe two, three, kind of that sweet, realistic spot where I can be now, I didn't want to go back to that level of anxiety. But if you stay there and that's all you know, you'll never know the difference. But I can promise you, if you're in that place right now where you either feel like you're drowning or you feel like you're just treading water and you're just getting by, there is something more. And I've been on both ends of it. And really, we have the opportunity and the choice to do something different. So let me go back a little bit to tell you a little bit more about myself because kind of paint a picture of who I am and why I'm here and kind of my history and what kind of makes me tick. So back to college, I ended up getting my degree in elementary education summa cum laude. I did graduate with wonderful grades. Again, I was a perfectionist. If I went back to college now, I don't think I could repeat that because my level of intensity has kind of declined and I don't have that need to be summa cum laude necessarily. But I did it. It's great. It's my small claim to fame in life. There you have it. But truthfully, elementary education, I did substitute teach in my children's classes when they were a little bit younger. I love kids. I've got five of my own, not so little anymore. In fact, I do have a six-year-old at home and a 13-year-old. His name is Lincoln. And then my seven-year-old son is Griffin. And I think I failed to mention Clover is my six-year-old. And she is just the light of my life. In fact, you heard her on the intro. She brings so much joy into our family. And I'll be talking more about her and some of my experiences getting her here. I mean, there's so much that I'm just excited to share with you. Then I also have a daughter, Hadley, who's in college. She's 20, and she's going to graduate this year. And I have a son, Hayden, that I mentioned who just got married. And he has his darling wife, Casey, who we just love and adore. So things are good. And I'm married to Talon. Talked a little bit about him before. And I'm telling you, he is my rock. He is a true gem. And I'm, I am I almost got rid of him. I thought there was a time in my life where, where things were really tough and he took a lot of bullets. And 
He threw it right back at me too, and it was a process for both of us. I'm here today because of his love, his support. He's literally my biggest cheerleader. This is a big deal because he literally was my nemesis for the first probably 15 to 20 years of our marriage. And I mean, it's a miracle. And I, it's one of my greatest accomplishments because we almost threw in the towel more than once. And now I can look back and see really the person that he is and how valuable he is in my life. Oh, sorry for getting emotional. I will warn you, I'm a little bit of a crier. I'll try to keep that under control here. But I just can't say enough about how much I appreciate our relationship and that he's allowed me to grow and allowed me to be awful and ornery and broken at times. And he's had the belief and the faith in me that it's allowed me to heal and to be doing what I am doing today. So some of the fun stuff about me. I'm a very curious person. I love learning. I love learning about people. I love learning about different cultures. I love to travel. I'm just like the curious George of traveling. In fact, my kids just chuckle because when we go on trips, they just, it's like I become the little energizer bunny and they can't hardly keep up with me. But it's literally like Christmas morning for us when we travel and are Every day we wake up and we're in a new place and we're discovering new things. I'm definitely like at my highest level of vibration, my coolest self when I'm traveling because I just love experiencing just the newness and exploring and just seeing beautiful things. I'm a nature girl. I love nature. I love waterfalls and flowers and running through meadows. I mean, I love it all. Really. It might sound a little bit goofy, but it's true. I love being outdoors. And traveling just seems to check all those boxes. I love food. So I love to travel and try new things. And I love just to sit down with family and loved ones. I love to go to lunch and just connect with people. So really, I'm just a curious person in general. I like to figure out the why and to see why things, why people do what they do, why I do what I do. And I think me becoming more curious with myself was a big stepping stone. And let me tell you about becoming curious with yourself. If you really want to have breakthroughs in your life, you've got to be okay to explore those parts of yourself that maybe are a little bit scary, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all of it. Because it was accepting those parts of my history, of my life, those parts of myself that I wasn't extremely proud of, essentially letting go of that perfectionist part of me, that I wanted to look good and to be everyone's favorite. I was literally called the sunshine girl growing up. That was my role. Like I had to be happy. That's who I was. But it was really fun to like let go of that identity and create what I wanted to be. And I'm still fun and I'm still happy and I still love people and I still enjoy life, but I'm also completely okay with not being okay. And there's days that I'm not. And there's been times, periods of times in my life when I've been beyond not okay. But I'm here today and I can tell you that no matter where you're at now, no matter where you've been, there's hope, there's possibilities, and there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I kind of think about the light at the end of the tunnel analogy too on a different spin because so often we think that we're just waiting to find that light that if we can just keep going, we'll find that light. And for me, that's, I have a very spiritual belief system. I'm very religious. So I think about that light as just being this, something to look towards. But if we really can understand that that light is already within us, 
You have that light within you right now, today, at this very moment, that if you can claim that light, you don't have to wait for next week or next year or for you to accomplish something or for you to be better or for you to be different to have that light. It's available to you right now. And that's something that I still have to remind myself daily. But um, with intentional, mindful thinking, I understand my value. And I understand that even on my off days that I'm enough. And I would just want to remind you and tell you that you are enough. You are more than enough. You're incredible. We all have these astounding gifts and talents that separate us from each other. And even to be honest, as I've been getting ready to do this podcast, the thought keeps coming to my mind is, I'm just a dime a dozen. There's so many podcasts out there. What am I going to do that's different that it hasn't already been done? And it's those thoughts that Satan, who's the enemy of our soul, wants us to believe those thoughts. And I always love to tell people that thoughts are not facts. Don't believe what you think. But here I was starting to buy into that and getting nervous and getting fearful and wondering, well, how am I going to find my niche? What's going to make me unique? And as I was able to do the work that I know how to do now so that I can get out of that ditch, I don't have to stay in that ditch anymore. I know that whatever I have to offer will be unique because I'm unique and I have a special story to tell and I have experiences that no one else has had. And I have a real honest, sincere desire to share what I've learned so that I can help you wherever you're at in your life right now. Find something different, improve your life, and just, again, to be able to create and design your best life. At one of my workshops, one of the attendees gave this wonderful example, and I love it. It's the cell phone analogy. Now, I go back to the days when there was, you know, phones were connected to the wall, and that's all we had. And I'd fall asleep at night talking on the phone to my friends, or my dad would get on the phone and say, Jennifer, it's time you get off, and I'd have to hang up the phone. That was my reality. And I remember when my dad got his first cell phone, it even had a cord that plugged into the car, and it was so big, it was like the size of a cereal box. I don't know. But as time has gone on, there's been updates and there's been upgrades. And, you know, I started out with a flip phone. I had a flip phone for the longest time and it worked and it was great. And I'm always the last on the curve because I hate relearning new things. And so to even to get an iPhone, I was probably the last of all my friends to get an iPhone. But now for Christmas, my husband got me the iPhone 10, and it is quite the upgrade. And there's these features on it that I probably don't even fully know how to use. But it even sat in the box for six months because I don't want to figure out how to relearn to use the phone. Now you have to swipe and do different little tricks to make the phone work. But the point is, is that phone connected to the wall worked that we had back in the day. And we all still have those in our house probably. I still have one just for emergencies. But if we can have something that's upgraded, that's more efficient, that works better, why wouldn't we? And that's the way I look at all of you. That's the way I look at me is wherever you're at right now is great. It's wonderful. But if you can be more efficient, more productive, have more fulfillment in your life, more peace, more connection, why not? Let's upgrade. So are you ready to upgrade is my question. Are you going to do what I did and let your phone sit in the box for six months and do nothing and just stay with what you know? Because quite honestly, we're comfortable with our own little prisons that we create. We build these walls up. I just picture a little bird in a cage, and just sometimes we're those little birds in the cage that we just feel stuck, that we can't do anything different, that this is all we know. But once you get that new phone, you know how much better it is. Even if there's a little learning curve and it's a little bit tricky to figure it out, 
it's always better when you can have something that's more efficient and that works better. And so that's what I would ask of all of you is just be open and willing to create something different in your life. And that's what I'm here to help you to do, to give you tools, to give you examples. And we're going to have other people here that I'm going to be interviewing that have been moving mountains on their own, that have been doing amazing things. And these are people that are my friends. I don't know. I've, we're just going to see how it evolves because I feel like we all have powerful gifts and stories and life experiences to share. And we can learn from each other. And really what I want to create is a community of vulnerability, a community of women where we can come together and you can feel safe with me. You can feel safe in this community that we've created, that you can be safe in your imperfections and in your growth and in your healing. I really love the notion of just bringing women together. And that's really where my business began. It's been almost two years ago now that I was sitting in the training that I was involved with to learn muscle testing, which is the work that I do for private sessions. It's a way to clear energy, to do, it's just a Christ-centered healing. And I was in this training and it was just a time in my life where I was ready to upgrade. I was ready to do something different and not just tread water. I'd been treading water. I'd been drowning for long enough. And so I felt like treading water was pretty good. But then I got to that point where I was like, I want more. I want to get out. I want to fly. I want to get out of the water. I want to fly. So I was taking this course and just, you know, I'm always, again, learning, researching, reading, studying. I'm always trying to just self-evolve. But as I was sitting in this muscle testing academy, the light bulb went on that I wanted to do a retreat at our ranch. And this is a beautiful property. I um, It's been to my family as long as I've known. I was a baby when my extended family, my, my dad and all his siblings and my grandma, grandpa bought this property. It's up in Christopher Creek. So I spent much of my childhood at this place and on these grounds. And it's just a beautiful setting. It's, it's just, you know, up in the mountains and it's just a beautiful spot. But eventually, as time went along, my parents had their own vision of building a ranch house that could accommodate our very large family. I have nine siblings. And it just, it it ended up being a very expansive space that could hold our large family. But one thing that my dad has always taught me is the importance of being stewards and sharing the gifts that we have. And for me, the ranch is just a gift to me. I didn't do anything to deserve it. I didn't pay for it. I didn't build it. I didn't design it. But it's this this setting that is just unparalleled. And so I got really excited about creating this retreat where I could have women come and we could be vulnerable, where I could teach what I've learned. I have a curriculum that I'll kind of go over here in a few minutes that I've come up with, um, that I teach at my workshops, that I teach at the retreats, and that I teach in my private sessions. But more than that, I wanted to bring in all the senses I wanted to have really good food. I wanted to, you know, the taste is important. And I found the most amazing cooks to come up. And I wanted to do yoga on the deck overlooking the meadow. I wanted to do hikes. I wanted to have massages. I wanted to have opportunities for women to share. I wanted to have beautiful music. And both times I found the most incredible artists. McKenna Breinholt was the first one and Evie Claire was at my second retreat. And they both had very different styles, but inspiring just amazing girls that just brought so much to the experience. And so at both times I did them in the evening and we have this gorgeous big family room with a big fireplace and this grand piano and they sat and played and sang and 
McKenna played the guitar, and it was just this, this most beautiful ambiance, the setting. And just to have that experience in and of itself was such an honor for me to be a part of that. And then I am always very mindful about bringing in other people that have their own insight, their own story, their own message to share. And so at both retreats, I've brought up different people and asked different speakers to come. And every time they've just added so much to what I was trying to do. And that's one thing that I I really feel strongly and passionately about is including other people. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to branch out and to put it out there because so much of what made this retreat beautiful was just the talents of other people that I was able to kind of bring together as like the CEO of the retreat. And one little thing that kind of tickled me, I I'm all about the goodie bag. Like growing up for my kids' birthday parties, it was just ridiculous. Now I'm down to like the pinata and a little bag to put the candy in. That's the stage I'm at in life now. But back in the day, I loved the goodie bag. So for me, having a really cool goodie bag for these women when they came was really what got me excited. And so I have a dear, um, two dear friends, Tracy Simons and Mary Birkenshaw, that own Goosebumps. And I was able to get blankets for all the all the women. And when one of the attendees was checking into the retreat, she saw the little bag with the blanket in it. And she just got really excited. And she says, are we going to have a raffle? Is there a chance that maybe one of us will win one of those blankets? And little did she know that on her bed, when she went into her room was a bag with the blanket and just some other little goodies for them. And I just love to make, make people feel special. I love gifts. I love words of affirmation. I mean, I love all the love languages. And, you know, they always... You know, you're supposed to try to narrow in what your language is. I definitely am a words of affirmation girl, but I love them all. And so that's another thing we try to touch on at this retreat, is just to help everyone feel comfortable in whatever their love language is. And it was just a really powerful experience. And so at my last retreat, we kind of did this whole little whole bucket list conversation about like, what is, what's on your bucket list? And as I was sitting there, I was like, you know, I would love to do this in Europe. Because like I said, I'm a traveler. I have a traveler's heart. I love to travel. I think I've been to over 40 countries. I mean, and as I go traveling, the list just keeps growing the more places I go, right? So in my mind, that would just be like, the dream is to take women like this that we were sitting there with at this retreat and do this in Europe. And so as soon as I got home from that retreat, that was in last October. So it was a little less than a year ago. My will started turning. And I started researching and looking into this and realizing that it was very possible to create a fabulous retreat abroad. And I decided on the the location in France. It was about 20 minutes out of Bordeaux. I found this chateau that is just this beautiful, magical property overlooking vineyards. And it's just secluded and just, it's an old chateau. It's thousands of years old. And so I was able to secure that. And then one thing led to another, and I was able to get someone there teaching us watercolor. I had another attendee that was actually at my last retreat at the ranch who lives in Wisconsin that I was able to get now to my retreat in France to teach us the history. She lived in France for several years. So she was able to give us a little language lesson, a history lesson, a culture lesson on France. And it made it really fun as we were exploring different places along the way to have that kind of in the back of our minds. So it just connected the dots. But really on the retreat, my desire was 
to have a wonderful all-immersion experience, but to also leave with new tools and new um, a new vision for ourselves. And really, that's what was the highlight for me. In fact, I was just at lunch yesterday with a dear friend. Her name is Jana, and she was just sharing. It just touched me greatly because she came on this retreat and left with a new vision for herself, which was she wants to go back to school, to college, and get her degree in family and marriage counseling. And it was on that retreat that she kind of gave herself permission to really stop and think and imagine and dream about what she would like to do differently in her life. And it happened for her because she was open to it and she gave herself the space to do that. And I know this person, she's amazing and she's going to do incredible things and she's going to help a lot of people. And so really my vision is to help whoever I come in contact with to find whatever their dreams are, whatever their hopes are, and to maybe step out of the box a little bit. We kind of put ourselves in a box. Sometimes we might feel like we're put in a box by the culture that we live in or by our family or by expectations, but we can choose at any moment in our lives to step out of that box and to do something different, to think differently, to create something differently. And that's just a powerful, exciting place to be. There's this really cool quote. My friend has sent it to me yesterday. She's her name is Karen. She's just always been such a great advocate for me. But it was kind of funny because it was labeled that it was F. Scott Fitzgerald, a quote from him. And when we dug a little deeper, we realized it was a quote from The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. But I really like what it has to say. I'm going to read it to you now. For what it's worth, it's never too late. Or in my case, too early to be whoever you want to be. There's no limit. Start whenever you want. You can change or you can stay the same. There are no rules to this thing. We can make the best or the worst of it. I hope you can make the best of it. I hope you can see things that startle you. I hope you feel things that you've never felt before. I hope you meet people who have a different point of view. I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you're not, I hope you have the courage to start all over again. And that's really the message that I want to share is that we all have the option, the agency, the ability to start all over again or start where we're at right now and just to create fulfillment in our lives and have real transformations in our life. And what I want to just touch on quickly is how I do that and some of the tools that I use to do that. First of all, I love working privately with people. Like I said, I do private sessions, and that's where I facilitate the Christ-centered healing. And I've seen miracles in my life doing this work, and I've truly seen miracles in the life of others. And it's just an honor for me to be able to do private work with people one-on-one. But I also love the energy that we get when we work in groups. And I've been doing workshops, which are different than my retreats weekly, and where we meet with a group of women, and it's just the walls are down. It's just pure vulnerability. And it's just this hallowed space where we can just sit and just be and talk and discuss and, and laugh and cry. It's just, it's just powerful. So what I teach is my Becoming Heart Center curriculum. And I'll get to that in just a second. And then I also do, like I said, the behavioral kinesiology, which is the muscle testing. And I teach EFT, which is Emotional Freedom Technique, otherwise known as tapping. And that has been a great tool that I love to teach people because it's something you can do at home on your own. It's something you can do. Use your own hands, your own, you do it on your own, which I think is really powerful. 
Because really the idea for me is to help people become independent and to figure out how to to do things on their own, to be self-sufficient mentally, spiritually, physically. Um, I teach meditation and journaling. Prayer is a big part of what I do on my daily regimen, and that's something that I always encourage people to implement in their lives. Mind mapping, vision boards. I mean, there's just so much that I've been collecting over the years that I kind of bring into what I do. And everything that I teach has been tried and tested by little old me because I've done it all, and I continue to do it all. It is intentional mindfulness every day that I have to tap into so that I can be my best self. Because it's easy for all of us to slip back into old patterns, to bind our stories, to get stuck on our head. But what I teach, I've lived, I've done. And really knowledge is power. But tools is that next level that we can actually use to help make real lasting changes. And that's really my desire, is to share these tools that I've discovered through my years of training and studying and personal experience that can help you. And that's where kind of the becoming heart-centered curriculum evolved. Um, I went through, I'm still going through it actually, a little period of sleep insomnia. It's terrible. I don't recommend it to anyone. I've tried so many different things and I have better nights than others, but I have found that advantage of sleep insomnia is I do a lot a lot of my inspiration comes in, in the middle of the night. And that's when I really um, dialed in my becoming heart-centered curriculum. And the topics that I teach there are agency, the gift that keeps on giving, grace and the shame game, the uses of adversity, becoming heart-centered, forgiveness and boundaries set you free, the sky's the limit, daily soul and Christ connection, and be a light to others. And these eight topics really build upon each other. They complement each other. And as I've taught it and the more I teach it, I just love the way that it really helps teach us and helps us to find those shifts so that we can, again, be the best version of ourselves. And again, it's never too late. We can start today. But oh, there's just so much to this that I'm just excited to share with you. I'm very passionate. I'm tireless. I <laughs> I have this funny little quote where if I'm inspired to do something, you can't stop me. If I'm not inspired, you can't make me. And that's kind of what drives me and it can drive my husband crazy because like I said, my laundry, it's, I'm having a hard time making myself do the laundry. But on this path that I'm on, I just feel like it is definitely my calling and it's what excites me. And I just want to be able to share that with you. And really... Just the title, Let It Glow. How did I come up with Let It Glow? I was talking on the phone with a dear friend of mine, and we were just trying to just kind of take what I'm doing to the next level. And I was trying to come up with something that had more of a pop to it, something that just kind of, you know, a little bit more of a hook. And so Let It Glow, really, it's threefold. At first, it's about letting go of whatever is causing you to feel stuck. It could be old belief systems. It could be fears negative thoughts, stories, shame and guilt. Just our chatter so often is what keeps us stuck. Just past experiences. There's so many things that keep us stuck. So if we can let go of that, and that is no easy feat, mind you, but it is possible. And that's really what I focus on is helping people let go of pain, of trauma, whatever it is that's holding you back. And it plays out in our life in so many different ways you know, in our relationships and our finances and our health and our weight. Some of you might struggle with depression or anxiety, but really underneath all of that is what's causing, those are just byproducts of what is, why we're stuck. 
and helping to figure out those blind spots and what's causing us to be stuck in our life is really important. So if we can let that go, then you will be more free to love yourself. Ladies, the key to all of this is loving yourself. That is just the bottom line, end of story. Because you can't love others fully or freely if you don't love yourself. You will have more to give as you take care of yourself and figure out what you needed to figure out in your life so that you can truly love yourself. So that is so important. And so step three is as you love yourself, it allows you to love others more freely. And as you let it glow, you light the way for others. So really, that's why I believe the role here is to figure this out so that we can live a life of purpose, of passion, of curiosity, and to serve and be a light to others. And that, for me, is like the cherry on the sundae, is to make a better life for my children than what I had and to give them tools that I didn't have, and then to take that a step further to touch the people that come my way. And I don't know who those people are going to be. Right now, I've been working on being a little more aggressive with my social media, putting out some things, being a little vulnerable, maybe things that might make people feel uncomfortable. And truthfully, on this podcast, we're going to talk about things that might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. But it's in that discomfort that if we can work through that, that we can move to the next level and we can work through those blocks, those things that have us stuck. But really, that's my desire is to show the possibility of having that light and that fulfillment and that excitement in your life. And really, that's that's why I'm here. That's why I'm sitting here today, so that I can share that with you and hopefully infuse some of my excitement to you and to inspire you to design your best life. So there's a lot more ahead of us to come. I have some exciting guests that I've already lined up for my future podcasts that are going to follow along with what I'm doing here that can help give us further inspiration on how to to take day-to-day situations or how to create something different from wherever you're at right now. And so I'm just super excited to keep sharing with you and to see this evolve. And again, it's a process. This is new to me. I've never done podcasts before and it hasn't been as easy as I thought it would be to get it going. But like I said, if I have an idea, if I'm inspired, you can't stop me. So here I am. But really, what I get the most fulfillment out of is knowing that I can touch and help someone feel something different. I know pain. I know the feeling of being helpless. I know sadness. I know depression. I know anxiety. Really, what fuels me is finding purpose in my pain. And my purpose is to help other people who might be drowning right now, might be feeling whatever pain they're feeling right now to find a way through that. So to move through the suffering into a place where they can abide the pain and still find ways to have joy in their life, because it is possible to have both. Trust me. Ladies, you are beautiful, you are powerful, and you have so much to offer. So commit to yourselves today to take the steps that you need to take to start designing your best life. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.